Welcome to the Unravel podcast. My name is Alina. And my name is Nina. So Nina, one of the things that I've always really liked about you, um, I guess because we kind of are similar in that aspect, is you are very blunt. You say what you feel, what you're thinking in a professional manner. Um, and you're very, you let people know that as well. So people aren't surprised that this is kind of how you respond to things. Mm -hmm. Have you always been that way? Like, is that like something that you had to grow into or tell me a little bit more about why you're that way and kind of how you've developed into this kind of person? Yeah. So it's funny you should ask that. I've definitely not always been that way at all. Really? Um, for a long time and for many years, I was definitely more of a people pleaser, um, more passive aggressive in my responses. But I have learned over time that the result of that was that I got taken advantage of consistently over and over again. Same. And so I think by default, that forced me into learning to be more upfront, more blunt, to stand up for myself more, to say what I mean, uh, and not necessarily worry so much about other people's feelings, although their feelings do matter. At the end of the day, the clear communication is more important. And I mean, I have so many stories where I just learned the hard way. Um, I would say probably the the biggest one that kind of pushed me to the place of standing my ground was before I got into real estate, before I moved to Georgia, I was in a job that was not a good fit. The boss was taking advantage of me very much. And for a long time, I just, I took it. I put my head down. I did the work. But then it got to a breaking point and I realized after that whole experience, I will never be taken advantage of again. And it was kind of just an aha Instant moment, switch. really. So I guess technically I learned it by going through a terrible experience. Mm -hmm. um, and then also when I lost my dad shortly afterwards, I realized, you know, if, if he was still alive today, if my sisters were still alive today, they would not take any nonsense from anybody. And so it was kind of a combination of those two things that pushed me to being more clear in what I want, what I stand up for, um, what I need. And uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just a, it's a learning process for sure. I think in business, I'm very straightforward at all times. And I think still on the friendship and relationship side, there's still room to grow, but definitely in business because Without that, oh yeah. What about you? I know you're definitely similar to me in that way. I know, and it actually, and it's funny because I thought you would be the complete opposite. I figured like you probably grew up and you were just always this like blunt and straightforward. Um, my, both of my sisters are, and it took me some time to kind of develop into being this individual. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot like in the, in my past, whether it's business, friendships, jobs, like any of that stuff. I've always had a difficult time like standing up for myself and verbalizing how I feel or disagreements that, that or things that I disagreed with. Um, I was always very just passive. Mm -hmm. um, part of it being people pleaser and part of it just being a passive individual. Um, I didn't know how to correctly have a conversation about how I felt um, without blowing up. It was either yeah. I was going to, you know, be passive about it and hold it in or I was going to blow up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that played a large role in that. 
Um, but over time I learned that when you're passive, people do take advantage for me in my mind. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to deal with it. You know, it's okay. Like I'm not going to be bothered with it. But the reality is, is how it looks and how it seems on the other person's end is that if you're not addressing it, they're going to keep doing it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And not realizing that there needs to not realizing that there's a boundary because you never set it. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn over time that I have to verbalize how I feel. I have to tell people like, this is what I'm thinking. I have to let people know if I disagree. Um, Mm -hmm. because again, people will just keep doing the same thing over and over again until you set that boundary and let them know that you're going to stand up for yourself. You're going to address that. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I've had to learn that in my friendships, my relationships, my, and business and just, just all angles of life. Um, one of the things that has helped me develop into that is understanding what I just said, but yeah. also having older friends in my life to teach me that. Um, I'll never forget. Um, so I used to clean house when I, back when I was doing real estate, I, I cleaned houses. I worked at Subway. I did a lot. I did a lot of different things to make money. But one of the things I really did was clean houses. Um, there was one time where, um, I didn't want to tell the guy that I was cleaning houses for cause he did like flipping and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had met him through real estate. I was probably like 19. No, I think I was probably even 20 at this time at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell him that, um, I didn't want to clean anymore. Um, I was so nervous to have the conversation with him because I didn't know how to say no. That was probably one of my biggest things. Um, and my friend at the time, um, she was in her late fifties really, really good friend of mine. Um, she was like, well, let me just help you type up a message and, um, and do it this way. Um, so that, that way you can clearly communicate what you're thinking, how you're feeling. And she was like, he's not going to be upset. Cause she was friends with him as well. She was mm-hmm. like, he's not going to be upset. He's going to be understanding of the situation. And I was like, okay, cool. So she helped me type up a message. Conversation went perfectly well, but that was my first time. And I remember it to this day. That was the first time, like I really had to tell someone no for something that I really didn't want to do. And she had told me the more you do this, the more it'll just become natural for you. Mm -hmm. And it really did. Um, so that's, and that's why I remember that being the first time because it was so difficult for me. And now it's like so natural that I don't even have, I don't even have to debate telling someone no or standing up for myself or verbalizing something that I disagree on. So I think it's very vital for people to be able to have that kind of stick skill and having in learning to have a conversation about how you feel and just verbalizing, verbalizing things in the proper way. I tell people all the time, like you can tell somebody to go themselves. (laughs) Can we cut that out? I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, We'll put a little beep in there. (laughs) You can tell someone to go, uh, Kick rocks. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We'll crop that. You can literally tell someone to go kick rocks in the most professional manner, but it's literally how you say it and how Mm -hmm. you communicate those things. Um, and one of the things that I have really worked for me over time is practicing Mm -hmm. and just doing small things to kind of get to that point where I feel more comfortable and also even reading books. Like one of the biggest books um, I have read is like on emotional intelligence. I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you the name of the book, but emotional intelligence during that phase of my life was life was one of the most things I had to educate myself on mm-hmm. and being able to communicate and receive people's emotions as well and re and how to react appropriately to them. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think another factor for myself, at least what played into it was I was not confident in who I was as, as a person. Mm. Um, I wasn't 
confident in my skills and that caused me to be more passive when I was younger. But then over time, they say true confidence comes from keeping the promises you make to yourself. That's so good. as I continued to grow and change and the confidence was built, I realized, you know, I have to stand my ground. And that's why I really admire you. Obviously, you know, you're a little younger than me and you already have that figured out is incredible because it took me a long time. It took me many years of trial and error to realize, well, you know, although saying no and setting boundaries might be painful, what's more painful is holding it in. Correct. Holding it in, having to do things you don't want to do, saying yes to too much. uh, And just, it's a strain on your body, your mental health and everything. Agreed. Totally agree. And luckily... I can tell my sisters that now, you know, and say, hey, learn from the mistakes that I made. If ever your gut tells you something, tells you no, or if you feel uncomfortable, then that's where you need to speak up and have that boundary in place. In business, especially in real estate, you know, I have found that being blunt is great. And some people are not comfortable with it, but I think when it comes to representing your clients, you have to be. You have to be strong, especially if you're a woman or you're a little bit younger. People may assume that they can take advantage of you or try to trick you or scam you, but they, totally can, they can keep thinking that. And um, one of the things that has been helpful, and th- that has been really helpful for me in business, because sometimes I'd be afraid to have conversations with my clients and letting them know, like, hey, you can't afford this, mm-hmm. or this. I know you're not going to like this house, this house isn't mm-hmm. going to work for you, and just still going and showing it to them anyways. Um Again, I think it all goes back to communication and how you have those conversations. I can tell someone you can't afford this house or I can say, hey, like, let's find you a house that we know is going to be sustainable for you financially long term. What Mm -hmm. I don't want to do is I don't want to put you in a house that, you know, isn't going to work for you long term because I know this is your budget. Like, Mm -hmm. it's literally all about how you say things and have conversations with people. Definitely. Um, I remember somebody was shadowing me one time when I was showing property. And when I show property to a client, I normally will highlight the pros and the cons of the house. So if it's got the perfect bedroom that they want, but hey, look at that stain on the ceiling. What's that about? You know, I don't just make it seem that it's the most perfect property. We highlight both sides. And then after the fact, they ask me, why do you do that? What if it, you know, they don't buy the house? Well, what if they don't buy the house? Mm -hmm. Because then it's not a good fit. Um, I would rather them to know everything, good mm-hmm. and bad. I totally agree. And then they can make their own educated choice based off of that information instead of just, oh, yes, yes, it's perfect. Agreed. You know? Because another day our job is to, I mean, yes, we sell houses, but our job is to find the right house for our client that really right. works for them. And I don't want you calling me back a year later to sell your house because it didn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I get it. Yes, I know it happens. But but I want to make sure I push you in that house that you don't have to call me back for next year. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, again, I know it happens, but you know, I want to make sure that I've done my part to, to not allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny when you're talking about being upfront in your communication skills, when I first was learning this, I actually had to really just cut off ties with a bunch of people. I mm. had to literally go cold turkey. Mm. I wasn't able, I didn't have the skills to just set the boundaries. I just had to cut everything off. And um, now I know that's not necessary, that you can you know, do a more realistic boundary. But sometimes if you're just a people pleaser, that's what you have to do. Mm. Um, and I- So you like literally just stop talking to them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I just <laughs> cut them off 
a cold turkey. Um, it was when I was moving to Georgia years back. I literally did not speak to anybody for for some of them years. Um, and I think that's what I needed at the time. Wasn't probably the best route. I don't know. But in order for me to kind of set that boundary and do what you need mm-hmm. to do for yourself, that was it. And that's okay. It isn't. And then the day you've got to do what's what works for you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I had the complete opposite. I it was I had like seven really good friends in my like it was like 2021. I feel like that was the age that I had to end up cutting everyone off. Mm-hmm. And it was all within like the same like six months. I had cut everybody off. I had one friend left. Mm-hmm. And um, I honestly was unfazed by it. I didn't really care because I had opposite of you. I expressed like, hey, this is the problem I had. I didn't, I don't feel like it went, I feel like it could have been handled differently or I don't appreciate you doing this. And how they responded was how I decided to make my decision to cut mm-hmm. them off. Very good. Um, if, if it was not, if you weren't being receptive to how I, like, I understand, like, I think it's very important in any relationship to validate the other person's feelings or talk mm-hmm. about it. And if it was like, if the conversation went, you know, sideways and me expressing how I felt or concerns about, you know, what happened, then it sounds like you probably weren't the best. You weren't the, you weren't going to be a good friend or best fit in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point I had to make the decision to cut that person off and no longer have them in my life versus the people who I can have a conversation with about how I feel. We address it, we talk through it and we work on that relationship. I think that's very important. Yeah. You know, what's that quote that says those that matter don't mind mm. and those that mind don't matter. Where do you come up with all these good quotes? Like that is like literally <laughs> the nail on the head. Well, I, <laughs> But you actually, you memorize these quotes too. Like you literally just spit them out and they're like at the perfect time. (laughs) Well, you know, some of those things stick out and I I do write them down and I post them, you know, Mm. on my wall just to remind me because, um, even simple things like I used to feel so bad when people would say, Oh, you want to come over for a party? You want to go do this? And I did not want to, (laughs) did not want to one bit, but I would say yes. And then regret it the next day. And just all these things. Oh, can you help me with this? Can you do this for me? Sure. And it was always yes, yes, yes. And then there's no time for yourself. Mm -hmm. There's no time for your family. And you're just drained, ragged, drained, doing stuff you don't even want to do. You're building somebody else's career, somebody else's life, somebody else's dreams at the expense of yourself. Mm. Um, And I remember many people talk to me about being a people pleaser and it never really clicked until I decided on my own, Mm. this is what I need. And these are the boundaries I need. Um, and for, you know, some of the people I cut off, they're still cut off to this day. Some of the other people we've reconnected, we've set boundaries. And I think people will treat you how how, you allow them to. Correct. Mm. Exactly. And I just had to figure that out. And so the ones that respect the boundaries now, we can have that relationship again. And I appreciate that. But for some of those that, they don't want that boundary. That boundary makes them upset. Mm-hmm. It's indicative of who they are as a person and how they think of you. Correct. And honestly, they don't need to be in your life if that's no how they see things. No. And I just wish more people, more younger people would think about it that way. Uh, you know, you want to be popular. You want to be liked and appreciated. But at what expense? At what cost? Because Agreed. are those people paying your bills? Are they there for you when you really need them? Or are you just because you don't like yourself enough? saying yes to all these things so they can like you. Like it's a very deep kind of soul searching thing it to go really through. It really is. Especially at such a younger age, like you're so focused on, you know, being in that friend group or just being, being liked 
that you're willing to do it at whatever cost. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember when I was like eight, 18, 19, um, everybody would go downtown all the time. And I was always the DD because I was the only one that would, because I was the one that everybody knew they could count on to be the, the DD. responsible one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would be okay with not drinking or, or really getting to hang out because I never said no. Yeah. So I had to deal with that for several years and not really getting to be included in the scene because I was the people pleaser and everyone knew I would always say yes to driving. Yeah. So that was a very, my, I would, I want to say late twenties, but I know it's not late twenties. It's really between 18, my late teens. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really difficult time for me because I just did not know how to communicate and verbalize how I feel properly and just say no. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the age group that most um, people struggle with that. And it would be awesome if people learn that at such an earlier age to learn how to have conversations and build true relationships and stand up for themselves. I think that's so important. I think something helpful that you could, someone could do right now is also social media. You follow all these people, you're seeing their highlight reel and you know, you should go and do a Facebook audit or an Instagram audit. See, why am I following these people? Hmm. Are they providing value in their content? Are they making me feel worse about myself? Are they, you know, do I feel like I need to keep up with the Joneses because of, hmm. you know, and just kind of going through there and seeing what needs to be removed or maybe uh, not removed, but you can limit the content that you see. Because it's the same thing online too. You know, are you posting to add value or to get likes from Mm-hmm. It's it's all about people pleasing again. Yeah. Um, but and- you should be focusing on content, like you said, that's going to build confidence for yourself mm-hmm. to be able to do what you need to do and not be such a people pleaser. Yeah. My coach asked me, are you creating as much content as you're consuming? And mm. at that time, the answer was, oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> you know, I'm just scrolling and scrolling and I'm not adding any value back. And so I went through, I did an audit on my social media. I removed different people. I'm like, why am I following this person? I don't even, you know. And so just clearing that out so that the stuff that is coming up is inspiring. It's engaging. It's bettering my life. um, And And adding value to your life. Exactly. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Oh, it's real fun. You're like, (laughs) how do I know this? Oh, my God. Delete, (laughs) you know. Um, And it's no hate to them. It could just be that you're on different paths or, you know, from a time in your life that is no longer valid. Um, I think learning all this is really beneficial for business and especially in real estate. You know, if you have a client that's not a good fit, then you could fire them. If I was doing this five, ten years ago. I would hold on to every client and not know how to fire them. Oh my gosh, isn't that the truth? (laughs) Not know to even have a conversation regarding, hey, this is not working. You know, let's adjust this. And um, so I think it's so valuable to learn whether you're a guy or a girl, regardless of your age, because eventually, if you don't set those boundaries, you're just going to be drained Mm -hmm. of everything. Um, Totally. What would you say if somebody is a people pleaser right now? Full on. Start small. Okay. You don't have to start going and yelling at people or (laughs) telling them how you feel tomorrow. Like just start small. Mm -hmm. Like start with, you know, if your mom did something you didn't like, then verbalize how you feel. Start at home. Start, you know, it doesn't have to be anything grand or big. You not taking the step, you not taking any step isn't going to help you grow. You taking any form of small step, big, Mm -hmm. small, whatever, large, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's going to help you get to the, your destination on where you want to go with that. 
Um, I know for me that worked very well and it was, and it's always going to be scary that first time, but you've got to take that step. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Just do a little something to push yourself. You know, it's kind of like when you get back into working out mm -hmm. the first couple of times is it's tough. It's and tough, you are but you got to get through it. Yes. Your body yes. is traumatized because it's not used to that movement, that mm -hmm. exercise, those muscles. In the same way as a people pleaser, when I first started to adjust my muscles in regards to that, to boundaries, they were not we're used not to it. So I, I was freaking out. I got the flu. I was My body was like, what are you doing? How dare, you know. But now there's so much more space in my life for people that add value, that I respect, uh, for business, for creativity. And I never had any room before. I remember at the time that I was not sending boundaries, I had no time to do art or music. I had nothing left. I could not be creative. Because you're doing stuff that you didn't have time to do. You didn't want to Because everything was packed for other people's schedule. I had nothing left for myself. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing to think about. Is it hard to set boundaries? Yes. But imagine the life you could have if you do set boundaries. And I'll also add to that, surround yourself with people who are what you, or surround yourself with people who have traits that you, ex, ex, <laughs> surround yourself with people who have traits that you want to have yeah. or people that you want to be like. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people that are in my life, I think I maybe have like four or five friends that are under, that are in their twenties. Like me, everyone else is over the age of 30, mm -hmm. 50, 60, seventies. Um, because I, I surround myself with people that have traits that I, that I admire, um, mm -hmm. that I would love to have in my, for my own self. So I think that's really important. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are like you scared to have conversations, don't know how to communicate, mm -hmm. um, don't know how to express how they feel. You're going to be that same. You're going to be that same way. So bring in that one person that, you know, who's very blunt, who has no filter and allow them to help you get to the goal that you want to have. Yeah. And yeah. I think in regardless of that, it, that's for anything. So I think that's just very important. Yeah, definitely. What do they say? Like the, you become like the five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And if you know there's something in you that needs to grow, having a person that that's their strength, that's hugely mm -hmm. helpful. Um, people that are already arrived, they're already in a place where you want to be versus people that have the same problems as you, then you're all just going <laughs> to keep having the same problems. <laughs> Nothing's going to change. Exactly. And um, that's also strategically setting boundaries with friendships and connections and all that. Um, and some people don't grow at the same pace you do. You know, I had friends back, you know, five, 10 years ago that they are still in that same place mm -hmm. and that's same. okay. You know, I love them. I care for them, but we're not growing together. And so they probably are not going to be that in that group of five that I'm always around. So just something to think about. I think more people should consider this. Um, and start I, working on those things at an early age. Yes. Because it's going to take time. You're don't not going to do what I did. What? Don't wait till you're 30. <laughs> well, so, you know, at the end of the day, some people learn, some people learn a little slower. It happens in different phases. But at the end of the day, if we can educate and help people learn sooner, then that's definitely what we want to do from this podcast, at least. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of that, I think we're at the end of our episode for today. Thank you for joining us. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We will be back next week. And we are here every Wednesday.